morning. Lovely to see you all in church and on the screen. I think we all know um, when to mute and not mute, so I won't go through that. Um, this morning's service is led by Dave um, with various inputs, uh, Bible readings by Maggie and Lynn, and I'm on prayers. So welcome. Over to you, Dave. Oh, got to bring the Bible in. Who's doing that? Brian. Sorry, to you. First time we brought the Bible in. Can everybody stand, please? Thank you. Morning. View virtually um, stuck on the wall there. So uh, oh, that's, that's always a good start. Your internet connection is unstable. So there we are. So we'll start with a prayer as called a worship. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for bringing us here today. On this typically British summer day. Lord, we pray that throughout this service, Lord, we listen to you. We listen to your message. We feel your presence here this morning. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So um, we'll say the Lord's Prayer together, which uh, I'm now going to lead. So uh, let's pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Um, for those who are in the building, um, you are allowed to sing quietly. Um, so as Elaine pointed out when uh, she saw my song choice, um, that might be a little bit more difficult as they are a little bit lively. Um, if you're at home, all of you, um, then, uh, then you can sing to your heart's content. So sing with your faith covering on um, in the church. So we're going to start with Mighty to Save. to say 
forever Author of salvation Heroes and conquered the grave Jesus conquered the grave So take me as you find me All my fears and failures Now we move to birthdays. I'm trying to find right here. Ah, there he is. Hello. Uh, uh. Maggie says you need to adjust it. Hello. Um, Colin said to me this morning, by by the way, we've got two more of these, and then we've got that, the outdoor service, and then we're back here on the 19th, back to normal, with his words. Yay! I felt really great, that was, anyway. So, back to, the, back to today. This is the slot. Welcome if you've not been here before. Hello. Um, can we do birthdays? I'm not going to put the guitar on until I know there are any birthdays out there. So, first, I'll check the screen. Are there any birthdays out there today? Joan's scuffing away there, no? It's lovely that so many people here now, it's great. Does anybody in the room have a birthday this week? Or should I put the guitar away? It's one of those weeks, David, isn't it? There's nobody? 
happy birthday to David for last January. Now, back to you, David. Oh, dear. No birthdays. There's some sort of statistics which says, you know, if you've got a certain number of people, then you're bound to get a, a, a birthday every week. I can't remember how many people that is, but we must be close to it. Right, so we're going to have our Bible readings. Um, the first from Psalms um, by Maggie and the second from Ephesians uh, read by Lynn. <laughs> the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to blot out their name from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from all. He protects all his bones, not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord will rescue his service, servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Amen. The next reading is Ephesians 6, 10 to 20, the armour of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rules, the authorities, the powers of the dark, Oh, sorry, I've got to put this down. The dark, sorry. Yeah. The dark world and against the spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled round your waist and the breastplate of righteousness in place. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows from the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, Words may be given me so that I will fiercely make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. 
Pray that I may declare it fiercely as I should. So for those of you who know me well, I've, uh, I've numbered, <coughs> numbered the pages so I know which side of the piece of paper I'm looking at. Anyway, as I uh, look out in the congregation today, both in the church and the Zoom, I'm reminded of a true story. In 1931, in a remote Cornish parish of Warlagen, a new vicar took over as rector of St. Bartholomew's. The Reverend Frederick Densham's arrival and tenure is still talked about in the West Country. With single-minded determination, the new vicar set about implementing a regime that quickly alienated his congregation. He banned whist drives and organ music, well, it wasn't all bad, and preached the virtues of vegetarianism to a community of livestock farmers. The final straw came when he decided to brighten up the interior of his ancient church by painting it with red and blue stripes. But as his congregation deserted him, Densham gradually filled his church with cardboard cutouts and name cards and continued to take services, preaching sermons to his quiet but attentive paper flock. At one point, he recorded in his diary, no fog, no wind, no rain, no congregation. Well, even though <clears throat> this is the third time I've preached here recently, we haven't quite got to that stage yet. <laughs> At least one of today's readings is probably very familiar to you. The armour of God. Whenever I read this passage, I'm taken back to many services, usually family services, where the preacher dresses some of the younger members of the congregation in parts of armour. A shield made from a cornflakes packet, a slightly wonky sword, a helmet which the slightest movement will fall on the floor. It's a bit like the nativity without the sheep. So today, let's look at the passage in a slightly different way. Paul had plenty of time on his hands, surrounded by guards and with little else to do, really, than write letters. This one, of course, is to the church in Ephesus. Now, the church was very young. The followers of Jesus were still a tiny minority and many of those who followed Jesus had previously worshipped all sorts of things, which I suppose we might refer to as the dark arts. 
black magic, not the chocolates, and the like. So there are these few people, and well, many of them felt vulnerable. Being a tiny minority has that effect. And they're, of course, all too familiar with Roman soldiers. So Paul uses the uniform of the soldier to do two things. The first is to allow the readers and listeners of the time to relate to something that they are really familiar with. But the other is to say to them, you have your own uniform. You have your own armor. It's not to defend against people. It's to defend against evil. So let's look at the items of the uniform that he lists, and indeed, the ones that he doesn't. We have the buckle of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we have buckle, breastplate, shoes, helmet, sword. So you notice something about that. It doesn't really seem very soldier-like. Okay, there's a sword, but most of the armor is there to prevent you from getting hurt, rather than, as I suspect would be the case for a real Roman soldier, lots of ways in which you could attack as well. Paul hasn't done that by accident. And remember, he's being guarded, so he has a pretty good idea what a full set of armor looks like. But he's saying to those new Christians, the truth, righteousness, gospel, and salvation through Jesus Christ are all you need to stop being hurt and being attacked by evil. This isn't a uniform to go on the attack it's a uniform to keep you safe. And however, of course, there is the sword, the sword of the spirit, the word of God. So there are two things about this which we need to be careful of. And the first is the use of this military illustration. That isn't an excuse as unfortunately, unfortunately, it has been used by people in the past to say the Bible says we should go out and fight with swords. If you read it like that, then you're certainly missing the point. But what about evil and the attack of evil? What does that mean to you? I am not going to discount the possibility that... There will be some who think of evil as a man dressed in red with horns sticking out of his head. But just as those Ephesians were surrounded by people who continued to believe in all sorts of pagan beliefs, so we, in our own time and in our own world, are surrounded by different types of evil. Some people can take a very extreme view of what is evil. Others, I'm afraid, just don't think it exists at all. For some, horoscopes are evil. 
for others and whatever you've designed, designed it to be. The purpose of this reading is to say through truth, righteousness, the Bible, ultimately salvation, you're able to stand up to that evil in whatever form it takes. We've all witnessed a tragedy over the past few weeks when a man of 22, 22, shot five people and turned the gun on himself. And there have been tabloid, tabloid writers who've cast him as evil. Was he? Watching a clip of one of his videos, he struck me as an articulate person who had reached the grand old age of 22 and concluded not only was his life hopeless and worthless, but it was the fault of society. We can only assume that he followed that train of thought when he was given his gun back and decided he would take out this disappointment on society, on whoever happened to be walking past at the time. Is this evil or is this a darkness brought about by the absence of light? We'll never know whether the hope brought by a faith and salvation would have defended him from the onslaught of YouTube videos glorifying guns. But it's something to think about and pray about. We spent a little time thinking about how we can spiritually protect ourselves. Spiritual, personal protective equipment, as I put in the title of the talk. Even for people who've never worn personal protective equipment before, this last year has brought a whole new idea into everyone's life. Whether it's going to the dentist and being seen by someone who looks like they've just left the audition for Darth Vader, or the omnipresent face masks, we are all aware of PPE now. The Darth Vader dentist is wearing her mask not only to protect her, but to protect me as well. And it is the same with our spiritual PPE. It's there to protect you. It's there to protect others as well. Truth, righteousness are great defences, but they're also essential as we talk to others. This is increasingly difficult in a society in which lying seems to have become acceptable. I'm not making a political point here when I say that the former President Trump said in a speech that if you say something enough times, then people will believe you. The implication being that what you say doesn't have to be true, it just has to be repeated until people accept it. We should always have the truth as our battle. Sharing God's truth, sharing what Jesus continues to do in our lives. Sadly, the Reverend Frederick Densham didn't have much to do with anyone. His defense wasn't the gospel. Instead, he built a 12-foot barbed wire fence around the rectory and rarely ventured out. He died, died 20 years 
Later, having subsisted on a diet composed mostly of nettles and porridge. Which reminds me, I'm starting slim fast on Monday. Amen. We'll sing again now. Indescribable. of heights to the depths of the sea creations revealing your majesty from the colors of fall to the fragrance of spring every creature unique in the song that it sings all exclaim Indescribable, uncontainable You place the stars in the sky And you know them by name You are amazing, God All-powerful, untamable All-struck, we fall to our knees As we humbly proclaim You are amazing, God Told every lightning bolt where it should go Or seen heavenly storehouses laden with snow Who imagined the sun and give souls to its light Yet conceals it to bring us the coolness of night can fathom indescribable uncontainable you place the stars in the sky and you know them by name you are amazing God all powerful untamable all struck we fall to our knees as we humbly proclaim you are giggling at me because I don't know where the camera is. When I saw I was on prayers this morning, I just felt a little bit overwhelmed about where to start, really, because when you look at the news, it's just, it's just awful. 
So I thought, well, God's got it. So I thought I'll pray for our amazing world, kind of all in one go. So hopefully you've got a sheet. It's just black and white, unfortunately, but I will email it out um, so that you can see a map of the world in colour. And if you're on Zoom, then I'll obviously I'll email it to everyone at church and you'll get a copy. And it's got a list of all the countries in the world. And by the side of the list of the countries is the population. And if you just look at it for a minute, it's kind of mind-blowing just how many people actually coexist on this earth with us. And it also struck me about what our responsibility was to our planet, to each other and to ourselves. So that's where I'm coming from with our prayers this morning. So can I ask, well, it's up to you guys. You can colour on it, you can put it in the recycling, or you can take it home and just read through it over the week and pray for those countries. Um, But it just sort of hit home for me when I saw it in black and white. So let us pray. God of action and love. In this world, we know much needs to be done. Your perfect creation has been damaged. There are places of fragility. There are places of vulnerability. There are places where the delicate balance is under threat. Show us where we can serve, Lord. In this world, so many are searching. So many are lost, so many are victims, so many are in need. Show us where we can serve. In this world, we know there is pain. We know there is anger. We know there is tension. We know there is conflict. We know there is injustice. Show us, Lord, where we can serve. Where there is darkness, let your church shine light let your peace reign let your love overcome amen father the state of our world causes us to lift it all to you lord the deplorable conditions of our world continue to increase bless and heal the world father come lord jesus May your love comfort every soul as only you can. Bring hope to the hopeless and unity where there is conflict. Motivate us by love to work together. Show us our place, Father, and embolden us to obey your direction. While our world is crumbling, you remain the same, loving, defending and protecting Father. Amidst the rebellion and destruction, you reach down to restore us to the light of your presence through Jesus. Light pierces the darkness. We do not have to let the reality of our society squash us because we have the power of the living God in us through salvation in Jesus Christ. Your love forges a path for us, illuminating the way and adjusting our perspective to see past destruction to hope. You're a personal saving God, creating each of us with a purpose, allowing us to feel your love and extend it to others. May your love rule our hearts because all life flows through it. Forgive us for allowing the ways of the world to overwhelm us. Help us to be a consistent source of light for all those around us. 
You see us, God, you hear us. You are good and you are fair. Prepare our hearts, Lord, who goes before us. Repair the wreckage of our world, God of our memories. Bless and empower us with spirit-filled confidence, Lord of our hearts. May all we do bring glory and honour to you as shards of light piercing the darkness. In Jesus' name, amen. And as we think more about our local community, we pray, almighty and everlasting God, you know each one of us. You know our gifts and our skills. You know our faults and our failures. You know our place in your created world. Generous God, we come here today amazed by your creation and all that you provide for us. From the detail of a small insect and the beauty of a flower to the power of an ocean and the drama of a mountain, your presence surrounds us. Your knowledge of us, your generosity to us and your care over us is simply beyond our understanding. God of our busyness and God of our rest. God of our giving and God of our receiving. God of all creation and God of our Sabbath. We come to you confused and certain, hopeful and hopeless, loved and unlovely. We come to you with all our faith and all our doubts, knowing, hoping, praying that you hear us. God of all, where there is hurt and heartbreaking, bring your healing and consolation. We bring to you those who are known to us today who need our prayer and your love and peace in their lives. We bring to you those who we do not know and ask through your church they hear of your amazing love in their lives. Where there is violence and destruction, bring your peace and restoration. Where there is fear and failure, bring your consolation and compassion. We ask God that you'll be in our lives, in the great moments and also in the small. Day by day, we ask that you will be ever present to guide us, to support us, to nurture us in our faith. When we're sitting, waiting, listening, understanding. When we're practicing the teaching, putting it into action, demonstrating Christ-like living, becoming a committed disciple, proclaiming the power of the gospel. Amen. Thank you, Helen. Um, so uh, we're going to finish with a quiet one, How Great Thou Art. Um, so over to Tim.
be great but our internet connection isn't. Gives me some sort of sense of confidence that when we go back to live music you know the words and the tunes anyway so if we can't remember what we're playing they'll just carry on. So uh, many of you were expecting Steve to preach today um, which may be the reason for a large congregation. Anyway so he's he's here next week um, with us. We'll finish. He's not here next week. It's the week after. So you'll have, you've got two weeks to wait for him. Okay. So we'll finish with the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen.